Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Campaigners have called for laws around the possession of small amounts of drugs to be reformed amid concerns that legislation is not tackling uh, the problem of drug use. And many groups have called for the drug use to be addressed as a social and health issue rather than a criminal justice issue. However, others disagree and fear that the move could increase drug use. Uh, The possession of any amount of cannabis is illegal, by the way, currently under Irish law. Although an individual found guilty of possession for personal use can escape a criminal conviction if it's the first time before the courts. And generally speaking, we don't see young people uh, in courts, generally speaking. And it does happen, you know, for having, I don't know, five quid's worth of drugs in their pocket for their own personal use. Anna Quigley of Citywide Drugs Crisis Campaign is among those who have questioned whether the approach is the, or makes sense. If it's not a criminal offence, she says, the first time, uh, but it is a criminal offence the third time, is there any logic in that? If you have any, or if you've got an addiction problem, you'll be using pretty regularly and the chances are you'll be caught more than once or twice uh, are quite significant. Aon O'Reardon, TD spokesperson for Education Enterprise and Trade, tweeted over the weekend supporting the idea of decriminalising drug users, saying lots of referendum and nostalgia today uh, but we have to consider the next big social move for change. Uh, there was three years between marriage referendum and repeal of the 8th, uh, so we're due one. Uh, I'd like to make a case for decriminalisation of drug use it would be a historic and save thousands of lives. He went on then, sorry to point out and reference Portugal's, or the Portuguese model when it comes to dealing with drugs. Now, today I want to talk about decriminalising and would you be in favour? Now we, when we mention drugs, many people think we're of, you know, people who are strung out on our streets, but the reality of the situation is much worse. Many people whom you wouldn't expect are doing drugs like teachers, solicitors, barristers, or even some members of Angarda Shea are taking drugs like cocaine, even probably politicians as well. I would love to see uh, a lot of politicians taking a drug test to see how well they, they uh, come out on that one. Anyway, before the pandemic hit, I, I suppose it became a thing that on a night out in Ireland, doing cocaine was just as popular, if not more popular, in some situations, in some age groups, than having a pint of beer. Some people believe drugs for personal use should be decriminalised. However, others say it's a slippery slope that if people take drugs, no matter how small, they should be punished under the law. Because, in other words, we're giving drugs the green light by decriminalising it. I want to get your thoughts today on this. Should the possession of drugs for personal use be decriminalised? I want to know what you think. Let me know. The number is 087-188-0008. Should the possession of drugs for personal use be completely decriminalised? You know, I've always said no. And the reason I say no is that I have three children, all whom are 20 or over now at this stage almost. And all their lives I've said to them, drugs are bad. Alcohol is bad. Smoking is bad. And the reason we do that is because we want our children to do things responsibly or wait till they're at a responsible age before they want to what, decide what they want to do. Um, thankfully, um, as far as I know, uh, none of my children take drugs. When I say children, my young adults take drugs. Um, um, one doesn't drink at all. And the other two do take the odd drink. Mind you, not obviously of recent because there's nowhere for them to go to drink. But I would hate to think that young people of the age of 14 and 15 years of age, when they start to discover themselves, are living in a country where the government has more or less said we're giving a green light to drugs. Because that's essentially what we're doing. We're saying that you will not go to jail, you will not be criminally charged, if indeed you do drugs. 
And I don't think that's a good message to send out. I'm not saying you castigate people. I'm not saying you judge people. You try to help people when they go down that rocky road. But to suggest for a minute that we should decriminalise it, I think is a bad place to be. People are going to use Portugal as an example. And I've read the research in relation to Portugal. And yes, there are less... um, how would you say the statistics of the crime statistics show that less people have been arrested for drug charges since they brought in this legislation. But obviously, less people are being arrested because it's not a criminal charge anymore. So why would you want to go down that route? So in other words, they're, they're kind of using the figures in Portugal to suggest that it's a good thing. Well, I don't believe it is. And I've talked to people on the ground in relation to what's going on in Portugal. And they say it hasn't worked. But yet I see some people trying to quote statistics and say, well, there's less arrests now. Yeah, well, there is less arrests because they don't arrest people for drugs anymore. Peter, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Peter? How's it going, Niall? Now, Peter, no better man to know about drugs because you were strung out of your head for a lot of your life. And, yeah. and thankfully, you're in a good place now where you can look back in hindsight and advise others on what we should and shouldn't do. The idea of decriminalising, you know, all drugs, not just cannabis, cocaine, heroin, is is that a is that a runner in your eye? Not a hope. I can't. I, I honestly, when it comes to the politicians, Aon O'Reardon is does my head in. He's the one that wanted these injection centres the last time. Well, he and, succeeded. Um, he succeeded. I, did, I haven't seen them in use yet. I haven't been around that sort of important. I would say, but like the whole reason I was changed is I was caught with a small amount of heroin. Went to court, judge gave me a chance to get rehab, and that's how when the ball got rolling in, in, um, in my life. When it comes to weed and hash, even now, I know coppers are stopping people, and if you smile bit on them, they'll probably take it off them and tell them to go home. It's not worth all the paperwork and going to court for a small bit because it's, um, it's not worth it for them. Yeah, like. the guards will generally use common sense. Exactly. And when it comes to class A drugs, not a hope. People should be arrested. People should, like, where do you draw the line? Like, someone's out there selling heroin or cocaine and they're destroying people's lives, they're destroying families, and they're caught with a class A drug. Is it, if it's for their own personal use, fair enough, one bag or two bags. But if it goes over that, it's, you have to be arrested and... and you have to realise what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what do, what do you say to people? Off. Well, what do you say to people who say, well, you know, if a young person is caught, say, with a small wrap of cocaine uh, and he gets caught by the guards and he's brought to court and he has a criminal uh, record now, he it could destroy his career. He might never be able to go to America, for example. He'll have a, a drug re- or, you know, a record for possession of drugs, which is not good, no matter what country you want to go to, for, you know, to get a visa for any country, that that's unfair. A, a small wrap of cocaine has a big effect on the, the larger things, um, Niall. Uh, if it is a small, for his own personal use, it's still a class A drug. And the, the, there's more to it than, if you know what I'm saying, with a small mm-hmm. small amount. But I'm talking about larger amounts. If it, what happens if it goes, where do you draw the line? So, in other words, as far as you're concerned, there should be no amount. In other words, it's a drug, it's a drug, and that's the end of it. You've class been down a, that road. Class a, cocaine and heroin, 100%. If someone's caught with it, maybe if it's... So, you're, you're willing to have the conversation when it comes to cannabis, but certainly not when it comes to class A drugs. 
Oh, I seem to have lost him there. All right, okay. I have to go to the head bit anyway. Are you there, Peter? Yeah, I'm there. Oh, sorry, I lost you there for a second. So you're willing to have the conversation, sorry, when it comes to cannabis, but you're not willing to have any conversation when it comes to Class A drugs. As far as you're concerned, they're illegal and should remain that way. Yeah, and the people that are caught with them should be made aware of what they're doing. If a young lad is caught at a young age and he's, it's his first offence, maybe some leniency that he won't have a record, he gets jailed or he's put on probation to actually walk close to where addicts are being treated for these, um, mm-hmm. coming off these drugs, and maybe it might open their eyes and possibly stop them from taking them. All right, well, look, I have to go to break. Thank you, Peter. Dermot, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? How are you keeping there? How are you doing? Good. Dermot, you know, a lot of people are saying this, including Aon O'Reardon, that we need to take the criminal aspect out of drugs and treat it as health and not as a crime. Um, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, Dermot. What do you think? Uh, definitely not. Um, like, the, the way I always looked at drugs is like, it, if you take it like this, right, if I was to drive my car tomorrow, and a guy raced me, and I raced him back, and he crashed. Well, then I'd be up for criminal charges, right? Yeah. So, same with drugs. So you take cocaine, or you take heroin. It's coming from countries like Mexico, where they're beheading people and killing people, right? Mm-hmm. So, if if you're taking the drugs, you're actually paying them to do this. So, yeah, you're funding criminality. Yes. You know, you are. So, like, unless you're going to get rid of the funding but you don't have to go as far as Mexico I mean look at the criminality in this country you exactly, know, and the gangs yeah. we have and the families that are involved in the selling of drugs in this country yeah exactly same thing yeah Yeah, you're funding that too yeah well, the argument well, like, the argument is they'll find something else I mean if you if you take away their and you regulate drugs I suppose the drug people who support the, the decriminalisation will say well you know either way those kind of people will find something else to get involved in well they have because they're already involved in the What's that green thing that everyone eats in their sandwiches? Which? What do they call it? The, the fruit with the big nut inside it. Oh, oh avocados. Avocados. The are they? The cartels involved in that now, yeah. What, the, crim- the criminals are selling avocados now? Yeah, they've taken it over in Mexico because the, the production is so high that they, they're starting to move in on top of that now. Right, not about a year or two ago. Yeah. Right, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that was a big thing for the criminals to be involved in. There you go. I, 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 by the way, I've never eaten an avocado. You know? I've never eaten one, to be honest with you. <laughs> Either but, I, I taste one. They're disgusting. But anyway. That's... I know, but there's a big... It's kind of like almost a trend now, isn't it, for young people to be eating avocados. I don't know what that's all about or where that even came from. Okay, so you wouldn't be in favour of decriminalisation or a soft-touch approach, I suppose, to if you only had enough for personal possession. You know, well, I mean, it's still coming from someplace. So well, like, it does, yeah. But, unless you go, unless they're going to produce it themselves and make sure there's non-criminal there, you know, like if you you got to go back the whole way to make sure it's all clean. Then, and then on top of that, then like, how many people in this country are the statistics of people driving while on drugs? No, no, yeah, absolutely right. No, I, I, I get what you. I mean, look, drugs, drink, drugs, and alcohol are are sort of the root of all evil when it comes to crime. Generally speaking, all crimes, that are, most of the crimes that are committed, um, usually drink is involved or drugs is involved. Patrick, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Patrick? Good, no, thanks. Patrick, do you agree with it? Uh, I do, I agree. I think there should be legalisation as well, Noel. I think that we have to take drugs out of the hands of criminals. I think the drug war has been a massive failure. It's only made the, it's only made the thing worse. Um, when you say it's been a massive failure, this argument that prohibition doesn't work, right? I mean, yep. and that, people use that line, prohibition doesn't work. Prohibition does work because we prohibit people by bringing in legislation for all sorts of things. For example, just a simple one, um, there's a prohibition on what speed you can drive at. 
in the country, right? Which is the maximum speed of 120 kilometres an hour. Now, there are people who will always break that law, but generally speaking, most people adhere to the prohibition. So to suggest prohibition doesn't work is incorrect. It's inaccurate. Uh, it's, it's a poor analogy you're given. It's not really. We've laws against a lot of things. In I mean, context, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, we're not calling for a lawless society. In terms of drugs, people looking to get anaesthetized is human nature. There's a lot of animals do it, like dolphins and gorillas and everyone else, and elephants. Mm. It's, it's human nature. When you ban, when they ban alcohol in America, beer, lager was the number one. Yeah, you had the speakeasies and everybody else took over. Yeah. yeah. When yep. you when you make something illegal, all of a sudden then it was whiskey because they had to make it in smaller packages, and it's the same with drugs. They have to make it stronger. They put more junk in it. Like heroin is given out in hospitals, Niall. If, you, if you're in a car smash, you know, you're going to get diamorphine. You're going to get the purest, cleanest heroin. Any addict in Ireland contaminants that destroy people's organs, destroy people's veins. And that's what actually is killing people from heroin. It's not the actual diamorphine. It's the junk that dealers put in because it's in the hands of criminals. Switzerland legalized heroin and nobody talks about it. Well, I mean, I know, well, but Portuguese, you know, they decriminalized it. But I mean, I, there, there are numerous, and I've looked up some of the research in relation to Portugal, and many people say, yeah, it was a great thing and it's worked really well. And then others say, actually, no, it hasn't. It's made things worse. And they talk about, say, the statistics on, you know, drug crime has dropped. Well, of course it has, because you're not arresting people for having drugs anymore. So, of course, the, the statistics have dropped no, massively. Well you said this before, drug-related crime isn't just people taking drugs. In Switzerland, burglaries went down 80% when they legalised heroin. The addicts didn't have to... And why do you think that is? What's the, what's the to, connection between burglaries and drugs? The, the, the people steal for drug money. If you have an addict and, he ha- and he's out of money, he will break into a house. Women on the street selling their bodies are not there because they like to have sex with fast strangers. They're there because they're, they're, they usually have an addiction problem. Street Some do, yeah. Some nearly, do. Yeah, street prostitution nearly disappeared in Switzerland. 80% burglaries went down in Switzerland. People didn't need to steal for their drugs. They did but when, when you say street prostitution went down, okay, and I'm not disagreeing with you that there are women out there who do sell their bodies, sadly, to get money yeah. for drugs, right? Not yeah. all prostitutes. High-end escorts and everything else, yeah. Yeah, okay, but when you say that, so when you decriminalise it, they're still not getting it for free. They still have to get the money from somewhere. When you legalise and you regulate, and the, like in Switzerland, where the government have uh, safe injection centres, where they don't come... Like in Ireland, if you had a safe injection centre, they'd be buying junk that they bought on the street, where 50% of it is, is junk that's going to destroy their veins, destroy their organs and everything else. Yeah, and kill them, yeah. You regulate and give them medically pure diamorphine, like there's people literally in Switzerland that get injected with that and then go to work. It, it, but is that something we should be encouraging in society? You're talking about functioning drug addicts, right? Absolutely, yeah, but, but yeah. is that yeah? But is that something we should encourage in society that people should be functioning drug addicts? Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand there are people who are on prescription drugs, by the way, which are perfectly legal and they're functioning and they're in there and they're, and they're taking all sorts of antidepressants and everything else and driving cars. And but it's not that's not something that we should be proud of or something we should be happy about. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to look at the statistics, though. Intravenous drug use in Switzerland is down 50%. If you can get people off the junk that they're getting on the streets and give them mentally pure versions of what they're addicted to, they can function better. Like, here you have these addicts, and people always slag them how they're goofing off. It's because of the junk. If you've got mentally pure heroin, you can then go and do a day's work. You can you can connect more with society, and that's the cause of addiction. People don't say that enough. It's disconnected. Yeah, well, we, we've been putting people on methadone programs for years, and that hasn't made a announced difference. Yeah. Well, methadone, I'm not too sure on... I, I mean, I you know, all you got to do is walk down the boardwalk, for God's sake, Patrick, and you see the state of some of the people down there on methadone programmes. One of, one of the problems... I know, one, again, 
again, it's you're you're in, you're you're kind of making the case for for a diamorphine based solution. In terms of the kind of morphine, uh, you know, the the foie or whatever it is that they call it. I know people the have foie, that. the foie. After a while, they start cutting people down. Uh, the 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 Swiss model is you can take it as much as you want, just other than enough that would it actually kill you, um, and they never reduce your dosage. You have to make the decision yourself. So that's why you have people okay, that are wrong. Okay, well, 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 I, I don't want to get too deep into the, the whole Swiss model, and I understand the point you're trying to make, but stay there for a second, Patrick, if you can, because Alison, uh, you're an Ireland's classic. Alison, would you like to see a country that decriminalises all drugs, including Class A drugs? Well, well I, I wouldn't say all drugs, like, uh, but I would say decriminalise an awful lot of them. That's what, like, um, I can't remember the name of the guy you're currently talking to, but he's on about the, Patrick. the drug gang. Patrick, sorry, Patrick, yeah. scratching him. He's on about the drug gangs and all that stuff as well, like you're feeding their pocket. If you decriminalise an awful lot of this and it becomes legit, then you get rid of the gangs. I mean, like... He's well, you're not, you're not just talking about decriminalising, you're talking about legalising, which is what Patrick All legalisation yeah, yeah. and regulation, yeah. Because yeah. decriminalising doesn't really take it out of the hands of the, the drug dealers because they still okay, have to get it from somewhere. Let, let's yeah. move it on so to legalise. Yeah. Like, you look at places like Amsterdam and other places like but, that. Yeah, yeah but, I, we, but Amsterdam is not really a good model to be looking at because the people who live in Amsterdam are not too happy about the fact that European tourists go over there to take drugs. Because yeah, they're not happy with what's happened to their city. Okay, let's go to Canada, so then, where they've also legalized it in Canada. So they've legalized it in Canada, and Canada hasn't had the same influx of tourism that Amsterdam does have. And crime rate in Canada dropped in the first year by 80%. I don't think I don't think that's a statistic. I think I don't. With the greatest respect, Alison, I don't know where you got that okay. statistic from. That okay. the crime rate overall has Fair dropped enough. by eighty percent since the yeah, decriminalisation of drugs in certain parts of Canada. I'm not saying all of Canada. No, I don't think. Yeah, that, but I think that's a. I don't think that's a particular fact. Okay. Well, okay. I read that. I, I, read the I, I think you might be talking about drug crime. It uh, could be. Could okay. be. I could be yeah. mistaken. It's okay. not very possible. I don't have the stats oh. in front of me to verify it, but I think you may be referring to drug crime as such. Yeah. Go on. Anywho, the, the, the main point I'm, I'm making is when it's, when it's decriminalized, when it's legalized, it seems to have a positive impact on a community. It doesn't seem to have a negative impact on any community that I've seen in my, in, in my own observations. And like, I, I, Patrick's right about the methadone and all that. Like, there are, like the, there are certain drugs that they get and people are dying on the street because they are so filthy that they don't know, they don't know clue what's in them. It could be rat poison. So if it's decriminalized yeah. and legalized, then I agree with him wholeheartedly on that. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, just, I just think if you do, like, like our, our country is at the moment is struggling a little bit because of all the COVID and everything, like taxes might go up and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Like if you legalize certain drugs within Ireland, it could save Ireland. It, like, yeah, but, yeah, but I, I understand, yeah, there's revenue to be taken on it. But, but that's not a reason we should ever introduce any. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. We made a huge amount of money over the years on cigarettes, on the taxes we charge and, and the, you know, all the kind of import duties, et cetera, et cetera, that we charge on, on cigarettes. And the same goes for alcohol. We charge massive amounts of tax on, on alcohol as well. But I'd never believe that's a reason to legalise something that we can make money off it. We can okay, make money off the backs of people who have a problem. I don't believe so. We, we can save money as well. online. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, no, but I mean, no, Patrick, what I'm saying is I don't agree with the idea that, oh, well, we can make money out of it. We shouldn't be making money off the backs of people with a problem. Yeah. No, but we shouldn't make... Uh, I don't. Money. Because I, mean, I, I assume both of you agree, and maybe I'm wrong in thinking this before I go into the break, that both Alice and Patrick, you believe that drug-taking is a problem. It, it, well, it, it, it's, it's a problem because it's in the hands yeah. of criminal law. No, 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 no. I mean for the individual taking it, that it's a problem. Yeah, I, 
to be reliant on some sort of drug is a problem, surely. Oh, absolutely. But what the problem yeah, is, yeah. and this is the thing, and I'll say this very quickly because I know you want to go on a break, but just the problem is that people don't understand the cause of addiction or childhood trauma. And the reason that certain people get addicted to drugs is a lot of to do with how they, you know, victims of abuse and people with aggressive parents. I get parents. you, I get you. And, they, and they, to me, they say, I know it's very hard to feel sympathy for somebody who's goofing off out of their head and decide the boardwalk and someone who's stealing the house to feed a habit, but we do have to have a lot more empathy. The decriminalisation... I don't mean, I mean, you're, when you're on your own there, Patrick, system. with the greatest respect, I don't think a huge amount of people have a great deal of empathy for people who commit crimes to feed a drug habit. But do me a favour, actually, stay there, because Alison, and I want you to stay with me, because after the break, I want to talk to a former detective from Canada um, uh, that maybe has a little bit more experience in relation to what happened in Canada. I did ask on Twitter, by the way, should a possession of drugs for personal use be decriminalised? Now, by the way, that's reference to all drugs. Uh, surprisingly enough, 67% said yes, 27% said no, and 6% said not sure. And then some of the messages we're getting in as well. I know. Uh, just a quick note, Niall. You'd said to your last texter there about uh, legalising Class A drugs. I don't know who is advocating for the legalisation of drugs. In fact, the topic you're supposed to be covering is decriminalisation. There's a big, big difference between legalising drugs and decriminalising drugs. And I, I have to say, if you don't know the difference between the two, um, that, maybe you shouldn't be debating it. Mm-hmm. Because there's a vast, vast difference between the two. I also feel you're being somewhat disingenuous when it comes to the Portuguese model. When you're caught with drugs, you aren't let off scot-free. You have to go through a process which involves uh, meetings with drug counsellors, which involves meetings with healthcare professionals. Um, so you don't just get caught with your drugs and away you go. There's a process you have to go through and it'll be a brilliant process to at least trial here in Ireland. Um, If nothing else, the amount of uh, intravenous HIV cases are down massively. Thanks. I'm well aware of the difference. I think I pointed the difference out to Alison when she mentioned a few minutes ago and when Patrick obviously mentioned what he is advocating for was the legalisation of drugs. Yes, the conversation did start off with what Aon O'Reardon talks about, which was uh, obviously changing it rather than a criminal justice issue to make it a health issue. And the decriminalisation, the decriminalisation of drugs, you're right, doesn't involve the government actually selling drugs. It just involves not arresting people for possession for personal use and to treating that from a health point of view. I think we're very clear in what we're all talking about. Michael, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Michael? Hello. Uh, now, Michael, you're a former detective in Canada. Yeah. Now, just to clarify in relation to what Canada have done, and obviously they have um, made possession of cannabis uh, legal, and they've done it in many states in America as well. I mean, how long have you been... Um, are, are you st- you're not still living in Canada, are you? Oh, no, I'm home about, I'm home about five years, but I was there for 12. Okay. So the, the way it is over there, so uh, cannabis in specifically Vancouver is probably... Uh, the most well-known uh, marijuana in the world. Like, it would be the, the, the champagne region of, of, of grass. Now, everyone does it over there. It's high. A lot of people be on it. So what they do is they decriminalize it, didn't legalize it, decriminalize it, and you're allowed to have three pot plants per year um, for yourself, basically. Now, there is a huge... I'm, I'm looking here, possession of over 30 grams of marijuana remains yeah. illegal. So once you go over 30 grams, it's still illegal. Yeah, but under that, it's not. So you, would, you wouldn't use more than three plants a year anyway. So what they did over there is if you go into a GP and you've got a problem with a back or pain, he'll give you a, a marijuana car to go to the dispensary. And when you go in, you have a choice. You can go to the dispensary, it's like a corner shop, or you can go to the one that's like Brown Thomas, where there'll be a GP there. They'll discuss your ailment, and they'll create a specific strain of marijuana for your ailment. Right? And you, it's not just literally going in and like vaping up a roll in the joint. They'll make a paste that will be like tar. And it will cost you four or five or six hundred dollars. And people would take that for cancer, let's say. 
that helps them ease their pain. Now, this uh, is how, not and how do they different. how do they take it? Do they make tea out of it? Oh no, it, or no, what, no, what do you no, do? There's, there's many different ways to do it. What you do right. is you usually put it as as basic. You put it under your tongue. You get a syringe, a syringe, and you have like black tar. You made like black tar, and you put less of the rice grain under your tongue. So it's like a resin, yeah. Like a resin, yeah. It's like it's like marmite or right, vegemite, and it's very potent. But what it does is it takes like a syringe would last you maybe three months. And it's, that's what, you don't get the THC, like, whacked out of it kind of stuff on it. Now, that's one side of it. The other side of it is, there's other stuff. It's, it's probably got more, I'd say the drug problem in Vancouver was a thousand times worse than Dublin. Easily. Easily. What they did over there was, they did similar to what's done in the program, uh, The Wire, where they corralled a lot of people with drug habits and drug problems to a certain section of Vancouver, and they kind of had them semi-locked in. It's off the beaten track. And they closed down a couple of mental institutions, and then these people just all congregate down there. If you look it up on, on, on YouTube... So, so I, I, I'm a little bit stuck for time, but from what you know, and I know you're a former detective in Canada, you're not yeah. there now, but from no. what you know, the decriminalisation, uh, and you're talking about cannabis specifically, by the way, uh, did it decrease crime, or did uh, has nothing changed? It made no difference over there, because everybody's, like, grass has been there for huge, like, for years, long before it became decriminalised. Okay. But in connection to... And what, what about class go, A, and just very quickly, what about class A drugs? Now, the, no, the suggestion no, is by A no, and no, Not a chance. Don't even touch them. That's okay, well, that, well, that, well, this is what we're talking about today because A and Reardon has suggested that all drugs be decriminalised. And, and, and we use a health approach. No, he's a move. I was down to, four, I was down to the criminal court about three months ago and 80% of the cases in the criminal court were all drug-related where everybody was on the bench, had the jaw hanging off them, all had a terrible histories, terrible trials. Well, the argument, so, the argument from Patrick is that if you decriminalise, he was talking about decri- or, or no, legalise, yeah, that you will have a better quality or strain of drugs. That, that won't be happening. You better. And what you said about taxing people, no, you, you need to tax it. You need to get an income on it. The income then goes into rehab for these people. I mean, it needs to be education in the schools, in the primary school, secondary straight up so people understand. But, you, but you would never be in favour of, of decriminalising Class A drugs? No, education. Education and empathy is what you need here. But okay. instead of So you want to continue yeah. what we're doing at the moment, which is you would, you, you well, would like a soft-touch approach maybe to cannabis and marijuana, but certainly not when it comes to the Class A drugs. That, that uh, needs to prohibition needs to stay. Not a chance. Okay, listen, listen, Michael, I'm running out of time. Listen, lovely talking to you. Thank you very much indeed. Michael is a former detective in Canada. Completely disagreement, by the way, uh, with that Alibus Mussain. And obviously, being a former detective in Canada, he was on the ground and he knows what happens. And he doesn't believe the crime changed at all uh, in relation to those drugs. But certainly when he talks about cannabis, he believes there's an argument for decriminalisation there, but certainly not when it comes to Class A drugs. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.